0: G'day, welcome back, Darren Mitchell here, and you're listening to the Exceptional Sales Leader Podcast, coming to you live from the Macedon Rangers here on Monday, a brand new start to a brand new week, Monday the 7th of November 2022. Trust you've had a phenomenal weekend, and looking forward to a big, big week in sales. In fact, today being the 7th, it is the day after the 6th, which is when the uh, the big block, if you're in Australia, you may have been watching the block Over the last four or five months, Uh, it's a program for those of you who are outside of Australia, you probably have no idea what I'm talking about. It is a, a competition where five couples actually compete against each other by renovating houses and they auction them off at the end of the series. And for the first time ever, these guys are doing a tree change up in the Macedon Ranges about 10 minutes from where we are. And uh, these properties were valued at between four and four and a half million. It wasn't as successful as perhaps they thought. Although one couple got, I think, one point six million over the reserve, which means they get to keep that, and uh, of course they win the uh, they win the competition as well. But uh, yeah, lots of things happening around the Macedon Ranges over the over the last few months, and there's been lots and lots of new people coming into the area, which is which is great for the uh, great for the town because uh, they spend money. At the local businesses, we just hope that uh, as locals, we do not le- lose the Gisborne charm or the, the Macedon Rangers charm, which is a nice little country feel. So with that said, welcome to today's podcast. And before we jump into today's topic, just a quick reminder, as we always put out on the first episode of the week, if you haven't yet subscribed to the show, please press the subscribe button on the platform that you're listening to. If you happen to be listening on the Apple platform, please press follow. That will enable me to let you know when new episodes are up and ready to be listened to and digested. And of course, if you can do me a favor and rate the show as well, and if there's some comments that you'd like to put in there, that would be greatly appreciated as well because it does make it a lot easier for others who are just like you, trying to get information, trying to get some inspiration, trying to get some tactics and strategies and everything in between around sales and sales leadership to more readily and more easily find the show. So love it if you are able to do that. So in today's episode, I want to talk about legacy. And I put a post on to LinkedIn last night. And the question I'm going to ask is, what legacy are you creating? It's a question that very, very few people tend to ask themselves, especially when most of us, particularly as leaders, we are caught up in the busyness of doing stuff. Now, I often talk about the difference as leaders uh, and look, every every single leader pretty much on the planet will have a to do list, but they don't necessarily have a to be list. In fact, I could probably count on one hand the number of leaders I've worked with over the last five or so years who have actually sat down and really consciously thought about who is the person I need to be today in order to be the best possible leader for my team that I can be. And that comes down to a to be list or being. So legacy is an interesting conversation, an interesting uh, interesting dynamic because. Uh, The story I'm going to share with this is a bit of a personal one, and that is last week our family uh, bid farewell to an incredible man, a man by the name of Alan Simpson, my uncle Alan, a man who was very much uh, a person of character. He was very, very funny and lived life to the fullest. In fact, a man who very much lived the words of Abraham Lincoln. There's a very famous quote from Abe which says, In the end, it is not the years in your life that count, it's the life in your years. Now Alan passed away at the age of 92, uh which by most standards, most people's standards when you look at it, is an incredible innings and that is true. And yet, as we reflected on his life late last week, he seemed to pack significantly more into his life than most. Now uh, how we how we fit into the family, he was actually my dad's direct uncle, so he made that makes him my great uncle, I believe. So my father's mother and Alan's uh, wife were sisters. And even though I knew him all of my life, what I didn't have is an appreciation of his upbringing and some of the background story that made Alan who he was. And and the whole point of this podcast and the point of, of the LinkedIn post last night was to think about the legacy because he has created an incredible legacy. Now, it was only on his 92nd birthday, which was in, I think, early August, that we started to find a little bit of the backstory of Alan, the man, and some of the trauma and some of the challenges that he had to deal with as he was growing up. And what we didn't know was that at the age of ten, his father was fighting in the World War. In uh, he was actually in Papua New Guinea as part of ground crew. And when there was uh, fighting in Papua New Guinea, he was missing, presumed dead. His mother was looking after uh, Alan and his three siblings here in uh, here in Victoria. <clears throat> and one day set out to do some shopping and said to the family, I'll be, I'll be back shortly, only to never return. So at the age of 10, Alan had to grow up very, very quickly, almost overnight. He was the eldest of four, and his mother walked out on him. Now, they were placed in an orphanage, and thank God there was a, a family that had known uh, Alan's particular family for a while who... Uh, got all the kids back out of the orphanage and put them back together, and then uh, finally, Alan's father was found and spent four years in a repatriation hospital before he was able to be reunited with his kids. So some of the some of the trauma that Alan had to go through in his early years uh, built up a level of resistance, but we never knew about it because he was always such a, a jovial, happy, uh, really engaged sort of individual. Now, as he was approaching the age of 15, because of his upbringing, he was actually quite quite malnourished, so fairly small. And somebody said to him, hey, you'd, you'd make a good jockey. And he never really even contemplated being involved with horses. But at the age of 15, uh, took on and became an apprentice jockey, getting paid nothing. And in terms of his worldly possessions, he had one pair of pants, one pair of slippers, and that's about it. In fact, he had to sleep in the stalls with the horses but over time despite the hardships he forged a very very strong reputation as a natural horseman and quickly established himself as a trusted jockey now from those humble beginnings from those harsh beginnings he actually started to forge a pretty successful career both in australia and overseas as a jockey riding some of the uh, some of the great horses and in that process, enabled him to provide a great level of financial security for his family. In fact, there was one story that was shared on Friday where he was doing so well that an owner of one of the horses decided to tip him two thousand dollars, which at the time enabled him to pay off half of his house. Such was the amount of uh, amount of amount of money that that represented back in the day. And this came from sheer hard work and persistence. Now, one of his Proudest moments, though, uh, with all the success he had as a jockey over 30-plus years, his proudest moments and his proudest achievement, though, was always his family and his closest friends. And even though I was too young to see him ride, I did have the privilege of witnessing the impact that he had on others throughout his life. Now, he was a genuine human being, uh, devoid of any pretentiousness and had the capacity to communicate with anyone and have them literally eating out of the palm of his hands. Now, there was a number of stories that were shared at his funeral where he worked for many, many years as a driver in a publishing house and would have to call on uh, accounts and would be speaking to people anywhere from, from the janitors to the customer service agents to the executive assistants and often to corporate CEOs. And what was always said about Alan was didn't matter which position you had within the organization, it didn't matter where you sat on the hierarchy. He would treat every single person exactly the same. So he wasn't about titles. He was big, big, big on humility and was always approachable. And by the way, as my wife often experienced, he was always joking. And every Christmas time when we get together, he'd always share the latest story of his escapades out there dealing with people. And uh, But it was always done with grace, it was always done with humility, and it was always done with the utmost of respect. Now, he was considered to be a great storyteller, and people simply gravitated to him. And he definitely left people with what we call the impression of increase. People always felt better having been in the presence of him. And it was not just his family who felt like that. It was everybody that came into contact with him. He would actually make them feel very, 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 very special. And that is is a skill set that not everybody has. Now, what he has done is he has left an incredible legacy, and we, his family, will be forever in his debt and doing everything we can to continue to live his legacy. So this begs the question, and this is the whole point of today's episode, that what legacy are you creating? As a leader, as a leader of people, as a sales leader, as an individual, as a human being, what legacy are you creating? Now, this is a question of continue to contemplate, but uh it's when we lose people who are nearest and dearest to us that... We often uh, double down on that conversation and start to really delve deeper into that sort of conversation, and it's something that I've been considering even more over the last few days. And I must say, there are a few areas that I need to significantly lift my game. The question is, how about you? As a sales leader, where do you need to lift your game? What do you want your leadership legacy to be, and what do you want to be known for? In fact, there's a photograph I often share with uh, with leaders when I'm running a leadership program, which comes with it a... A quote from Warren Buffett, which says, "Someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago." And the photograph is for say uh, elderly, senior citizens, uh, older people sitting under the shade of trees. Now, this is a perfect example of what we call legacy. So, we're going to be planting trees today, and in many cases, we're not necessarily going to be able to see the benefits and and not get the opportunity of sitting underneath the tree that is created from the seeds that we are starting to plant. However, it does mean there'll be people who in generations down the track will get to see and be the beneficiary of those trees and the shade that it actually does provide. And this is what legacy is all about. This is what my uncle did, and this is what everybody has the opportunity to do. And don't wait until it's too late. Now, my uncle had a very fulfilling life, had a very long life, lived until the age of 92 and packed a stack of activity into those 92 years. But I guarantee his most proudest achievement is the people that he's left behind and the mark that he's left upon those people. So it's the footsteps in the sand that are the most important thing. And our challenge, therefore, is for us to follow in those footsteps. At the same token, we've got to start to create our own footprints for the future generations to follow as well. So as we wrap up this particular episode, I want to just reflect on that. It's a really important conversation for us to have As ourselves, and particularly, we can get caught up in so much of the busyness on a day-to-day basis and get caught up in all the metrics and all the KPIs and all the doing parts of being a leader and spend nowhere near enough time thinking about, okay, what actually is the legacy that I want to put in place? Now, this is not necessarily for when I'm gone, but it could well be when I leave this particular team or when I leave this particular organization, because I often say to people, particularly in a leadership position, your key responsibility is to find other leaders and help them become even better than you. So that your role can become redundant. Now, it's the things you leave behind in terms of those footprints, the process, the, the, the procedures, but also the investment you've made into people that will create the sustainability and the predictability and the replicability of the results. And therefore, therefore, the business will be in very, very good hands. So as we begin the brand new week, the challenge is to bring more intention to our legacy. How would you like to be remembered? What do you want to be known for? So let's get started and start creating that legacy now. So I hope that message helps and I hope that message resonates as we begin the brand new week and a key reminder that if you are ready to work on your leadership and you know there's another level of leadership to get to and importantly, you are committed to taking your leadership to the exceptional level and need some accountability in order to do that, love the opportunity of working with you to help you do just that. So simply go to leadwithdarren.com. Pick a time that suits, we'll jump on Zoom, have a conversation about where you're at right now in terms of your leadership, what you're looking to achieve over the next three plus months, and we can map out a plan and get on the execution strategy ASAP. The other key reminder as well is if you need some help with your team, if you need some assistance either in facilitation or training of your team, whether it be a negotiation, influencing, pitching, selling, questions, uh, conflict resolution, or anything to do with the art of leadership and selling in the modern world, then I love the opportunity of having a conversation with you as well. So yeah, as I said, uh, leadwithdarren.com or if you want to come directly to the source, simply send me a text message 0412 33554 or outside of Australia, plus 61 412 uh, More than happy to have a conversation over text, maybe phone call, or in fact, we can convert that into a Zoom call as well. So look forward to that conversation. And as always, look forward to sharing with you on the very next episode of the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. All the best. Thank you for listening to the Exceptional Sales Letter Podcast. I trust the information in this episode has been helpful in your journey towards becoming exceptional. And remember, please take the time to rate the show subscribe to the show so other people can find it. But also, if I can help you, jump on my calendar, go to leadwithdarren.com and let's have a conversation about how I can help you along your journey to being exceptional.